Hello there, friends. I'm Richard Kisnan. We all knew it was coming. Adulthood. Relationships and marriage, business, health, money, bills, fitness. If you're like me, we didn't think that life would come at us like this. I welcome you to join me for raw, authentic, and hopefully really fun conversations about coming into your own as an adult and to help you create a powerful life of your design. This is the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. Hey there, AR Nation. I've got a quick announcement I'd like to share with you. It's about an incredibly powerful, high-ticket marketing community that I'm a proud member of. It's called the Super Affiliate Accelerator. This program's absolutely for you if you want to be successful online. Whether you're a beginner looking to get started with an online business, and also if you already have an online business but struggling to reach your goals. The Super Affiliate Accelerator is run by three experienced and amazing coaches. Between the three of them, they've sold millions of dollars in products and services online across all different industries. Why I find the Super Affiliate Accelerator so powerful is because of its unique all-in-one blend of a proven training program, weekly coaching and mentoring from an amazing group of accomplished internet marketers, and a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. For a limited time, the SAA coaches are offering a complimentary business strategy call. So whether you're a coach or consultant, if you provide professional services, or if you just want to start an online business, but you're confused or overwhelmed with where or how to start, I invite you to check out this incredible program, the Super Affiliate Accelerator. And you can learn more today by visiting richardkistnan.com forward slash SAA. Again, that's richardkistnan.com forward slash SAA. Now, let's get to today's amazing episode. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Adulthood Revisit Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Kiston. So thankful, so blessed, and so grateful that you can spend this time with me wherever you are in the world doing whatever it is you may be doing. Uh, at the time of this recording, uh, it's just past LDW here, stateside. I had a great weekend. Hopefully, you can say the same. Uh, for It was lots of fun in the sun. Uh, so really energized by that. Uh, really excited to have on my guest today on the show. Uh, we've been going back and forth. Kind of, I met her on Facebook, actually, as part of my affiliate marketing journey. But here we are converting this into a podcast episode and really excited to share her story and her doings with you uh, on the Adulthood Revit podcast. So I'm very excited to introduce Ellen Ellingsworth. Ellen, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing great. Glad. Thank you for coming on the show and taking the time to spend here with me. Just briefly, uh, Ellen's a registered dietitian and is also a lactation coach um, and helps mothers, I'm guessing expecting mothers, with concepts and feeding. Um, so Ellen, I'm going to yield the floor to you if you want to spend a little bit about sharing, a little time sharing a little bit about your story and your journey to get to where you are today. That'd be great. Yeah, sure. So thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, so as you said, my name is Ellen Ellingsworth. I am a registered dietitian and certified lactation consultant. Um, I actually work out of Wisconsin. That's where I was born and raised. Um, so I started my journey kind of in this field as a student. I went to UW Oshkosh in Wisconsin and got my undergraduate degree in kinesiology with an emphasis in health and wellness. Well, after I did that, I realized I did not want to spend my life being a personal coach. Um, <laughs> 
So instead of doing like the fitness training, I wanted to do more like corporate wellness at that time. And when I was applying for jobs, every job I applied for wanted, you know, like five years of experience and, and, or a degree in a health related field, like a master's degree. So I decided I was going to go get my master's, even though I swore after my undergrad, I was not going to go back to school ever again. <laughs> but pretty much, I think it was four months after I went back and started my master's degree in nutrition and food science at UW-Stout. And initially, really, my goal with getting my master's degree was I just wanted the master's degree to go on top of my kinesiology degree. I really, at that point, going into it, had no desire, well, not really no desire to be a registered dietitian. I just didn't know what a registered dietitian was at that time. So once I got into school um, for nutrition, um, I had a wonderful professor who kind of helped steer my, I don't know, my career path into becoming a dietitian. And actually, I think my love for what I do now all came from my first interaction with a dietitian. Um, I went and shadowed a dietitian, and that dietitian happened to be a WIC dietitian. So she worked in women, infant, and children, and spent her time working with pregnant women and families, providing education for infants and children for nutrition. And really, that is what made me want to be a dietitian, is that experience. So I went through my master's, I did my internship, I actually did my internship in Wisconsin as well at UW Stout, and as soon as I was done with my internship, um, I knew I wanted to be in WIC. That was always my goal, because that's kind of what made me want to be a dietitian. However, when you're a new grad and finish your internship, you're going to take any job you can possibly get. So I started my journey as a dietitian in the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I worked in a nursing home as a dietitian. So completely end of uh, the life cycle and did that for, I think it was a year and a couple months. And kind of in that journey. I was kind of always searching for a dietitian position in WIC because um, I knew that's where I wanted to be and it kind of landed in my my lap. I feel like I, I got this great opportunity to become a WIC director at a clinic that was nearby where I was currently living. So I applied and got the job and have been working as a WIC director, nutritionist, breastfeeding coordinator since 2018. Um, and yeah, and then I think after, you know, working in WIC, I just realized that there is so much misinformation out on the internet and in the world about infant feeding and formula and breastfeeding and I felt like I was only helping a small population in my job in WIC, and I really wanted to expand that. I wanted to help more people. I wanted to provide them with information that they could use that they weren't getting from their doctors or misinformation that they were getting from their grandparents or parents, because nutrition changes, like, every month, I swear. Uh, you always have to keep up on the endless changes of nutrition. 
So that's where I kind of decided I wanted to do an online option. So I started a online business doing infant nutrition and breastfeeding consulting to expand how many women I am helping. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I appreciate that's a, a, that. Thank you for sharing. First of all, there's a lot to unpack there and a lot that I, I'd like to, I'd like to go back a little bit. Um, yeah. Let's start with when, when you were first introduced to the, this sort of women, infant, children, a practice of, of dietitian. Have you ever thought back or to, to maybe that time and place? What about it attracted you or what was that emotional connection where you like even now, years later, you're still saying that this is where I want to be. And at the time, this is where I want it to be. I think a big part of it is in the nutrition realm, um, like clinical and long-term care, a lot of that nutrition education is focused on how to fix issues that are already there. You know, when you see someone in the hospital, they had a heart attack and now you're educating them on a cardiac diet. I wanted to be on the opposite side of that. I want to be part of the preventative portion of it. I want to provide nutrition and healthy habits so you're not in the hospital, you know, years down the road having a heart attack because your diet was poor. And I really felt that the way to do that is it starts with the parents and it starts with children at a very young age. You start developing your feeding and food habits when you are super young. And even if you're not realizing it, what your parents gave you and the stuff that you were introduced to, it starts when you were a child. So I wanted to be a part of that right from the start rather than on the opposite end. <laughs> Jumping to, now I'm curious, so I mean, that created your affinity for the WIC area of, of being a, diet, a practitioner. Mm -hmm. Let's go to where, I, I, you know, like me, a lot of the things that I've learned and how to practice, I sort of picked up my first job. So going back to when you, when you got that job in the nursing home, I understand maybe there was a tension during your tenure there, like, I, I'm not going to be here. And you, you maybe had your foot out the door the entire time. But what, what lessons did you learn there about yourself? And did it, like, make it more concrete the things that you want to do or maybe even shift your perspective on what you thought like the that originally that WIC type of practice is versus the reality of it. So I really think um, working so I guess in the nursing home I also did rounds as a clinical dietitian the nursing home and the hospital were connected so I really got to do inpatient clinical and the nursing home. But working there just really, I guess, proved to me how much I didn't want to be on that side of nutrition. Um, especially in the nursing home, don't give me wrong, I loved my residents. They, are, they were great and they were a hoot. I mean, some of the conversations I had with them was great. But at that point, when they are you know, in their 60s, 70s, 80s, I can't do anything for them with their nutrition. Um, I felt like I was, you know, just prescribing supplements if they weren't eating or really just telling them, you know, you're at this point, eat what you want and that's all there is. I can't fix the issues 
And I really felt like that job just made me realize how much I did not want to be in that area. Um, again, I loved it. And we, the place that I was working, we were really trying to do more outside of it. So when I was there, I did, um, I like to do things for the community as well. That was an option that I had. So I was actually going into schools and teaching elementary school kids about eating the plate, like eating the rainbow and eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. So that experience just again, like, yep, this is where I want to be. I don't know. It just, that job, I mean, it was great. I had great, like, other dietitians that I worked with, and I learned a lot from them. It just wasn't what I wanted to do, and that really proved it to me. <laughs> do you ever, since, since that time, like, and I understand you, you shared that, like, the, the, the directorship position that you or in, or in now, right? Um, yep. That kind of fell in your lap. Have you ever thought about, or do you ever feel like the, because you have to change so many perspectives, right? Whether it's, mo and competing narratives, whether it's family members, the type of maybe other dietitians, other counseling, like, do you ever have days where it's like, this is an uphill battle that it's just, why is it so hard to win? Definitely. I mean, but I, I really feel like that's with anything in the nutrition field, to be honest, because there is so much misinformation out there. Um, even if it was previous information that was what at that time we thought was correct or information that doctors provide. Again, I have nothing against doctors and I really respect that their job is, but they don't have the time to provide nutrition education and they don't have the time to keep up on all of the new changes. So I feel like in the nutrition field, as a dietitian, you are kind of always in that uphill battle of trying to show or demonstrate what your information is and why it is correct versus some other information that they may have. Um, so that, yeah, some days are hard. I'm not going to be honest, but I feel like no matter what you do in the nutrition realm, you're going to have hard days. <laughs> now, I'm going to, I want to shift a little bit and not, not all the way there, but towards, towards your own bit, like the coaching business and mm -hmm. um, in, in terms of being a lactation coach, just generally, and this is maybe me being naive, what does that constitute? So really... In my opinion, after doing this um, for a while now, I feel like if you are someone that during pregnancy are planning on breastfeeding or wanting to breastfeed right away, having support by a lactation consultant um, or an IBCLC, which is an international board certified lactation consultant is super important because breastfeeding is great. We all know the benefits of it, but it's hard there's a lot of work to go into it. And it's not, you know, this, I feel like sometimes social media or different posts that people see just make it seem like it's going to be this great, easy, wonderful experience and everything is going to go perfect. Truth, it's not. There's going to be ups and downs and hiccups and having the support of someone that knows how to work through those, especially after you just delivered a baby and you have a million other things on your mind and your hormones are crazy and you just 
you have a lot going on and having someone to connect with that can help you with different ways to, you know, get your baby to latch or ways to prevent pain with breastfeeding or just bouncing off ideas. Like if you were a brand new mom, you don't know how often your baby is supposed to feed or you don't know if, you know, doing this certain, whatever it happens to be is correct. And having someone that can support you and being able to bounce those ideas off of, I think is really important. And that's what I do as a lactation consultant and coach. Um, in person, when I do it, when I actually can see people, like people will come in and I will work with them on latching. If baby's latching correctly, I work with them how to use a pump. Again, another thing that's not super intuitive and you can read instructions, but it's a lot better to have someone hands-on kind of showing you. So in person, I can do that. Virtually, we can do it over like a Zoom call or something, and you can still see that. You have someone that's helping you, especially virtually, in your home, helping you, okay, I can see you latching your baby. This is wrong. This is something that you might want to try to adjust to make it feel better for you. Or, oh, your pump isn't working. Well, I can see that you put this together a little bit wrong. If you change it, that's going to make it work better. And that's kind of what I do in this realm of having a coach, being a coach and helping new moms with all these things that come up. What, what's behind, and I don't know if, maybe it's a particular story or um, just generally, like why, why do you, did you decide to, to focus the business that you've created on this particular niche? Like what, what did be in addition to the need, but like what, what's the value that you think you share, but also you get out of it to, to put yourself out there as a lactation consultant? I think there's a couple reasons. I think one is I have seen too many new moms come in here upset because they have this mom guilt. Mom guilt is a real thing. And it, I truly believe it comes from social media and they feel guilty when they choose to, you know, breastfeed their baby and family members are saying like, that's, you're starving your child. I mean, things come up all the time. Or if you are breastfeeding and you're deciding to give formula and then this mom comes in crying because they feel like they are doing something bad for their child. And that alone just like made me feel like I needed to get out there and I needed to let people or new moms, new parents know that it is okay to feed your child the best way that you can. And if that is breastfeeding or formula or whatever, that is okay. And just providing that support um, really kind of drove me to do this, this niche and help these moms. Um, I also feel like when I worked in WIC, just listening to some of the things that women would tell me that they had heard from their family members or that they read on the internet, again, just drove me to want to do more and get this information out there from like a reliable source. I'm doing all the work for these people. Like I do all the research and I'm doing all of the classes and the education so they don't have to because they're a new mom and it's a lot of work. So I feel like that's what really drove me to this niche specifically. 
And honestly, it is the greatest feeling to hear from a mom that I helped them and they were able to successfully breastfeed their child or they were able to take a tip that I provided them and get their child to eat a certain kind of food for the first time. It is just an amazing feeling because not only do I feel like I am helping the parent reduce their stress, but you know, some part of me thinks like, all right, then I'm helping this child get instill good eating habits as a young child. And hopefully those things will carry on until they are older and then those eating habits will be with them as an adult. Like I said, I feel like it truly starts with, you know, your parents and how they are feeding you in infancy. And that all starts with me. And that's why I decided to do this. That's why I love this niche. That, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, you, you've intimated this a little bit um, with particularly whether it's social media or uh, a mother's, uh, the family members saying, criticizing the the dietary choices of the kid of the child but in terms of a business um and your business what what have you seen common objections or what are the objections that you deal with as again separating the like the value that you're providing to these mothers and the families really but the objections that you have to overcome to actually do this as a business or do, do you find that they're like common objections that you're dealing with I think a lot of it is I don't feel like maybe families or new parents think they need this support because again, social media thinks like breastfeeding, for example, is going to go perfectly. You're not, everything's going to go wonderful. If you choose to do this, great, no issues. So I don't know if they, they always need that support. And I think that's probably my biggest struggle with like getting people, um, to realize the benefit and the value of having someone on your side that can provide this information. I think another big one is, I mean, I hate, I hate to say it, but I feel like dietitians in general, we don't have all the respect that we should have for all the information that we know and learn. Um, most of the time I hear, well, my doctor told me this, or my nurse told me this, and again, I respect those professions so much, but they don't know everything with nutrition, and a lot of times, I feel like there's a lot of misinformation that they're getting from their providers, so that's always a big hurdle and objection <laughs> from families when I'm talking to them. I'm saying, well, that would be great advice before, but new research is showing this. Like, I try to find a I don't know, a constructive way to tell them things have changed. So they take me and my recommendation seriously, just over like a doctor. Cause I feel like everyone, you know, you go to your doctor when you have health concerns and nutrition is a health concern. So I think that's probably the biggest couple of hurdles that I have with the business. Have you, with, with again, talking in terms of the business, right? Uh, that you're creating. <laughs> What's been, do you have a like most challenging episode that you've experienced so far, whether it's a client or something that transpired and conversely or inversely, I don't know which one it is, uh, maybe like so far in your business, like this, what, this has been like the shining moment, like, because running a business is not hard, but like, I know for me, I cling to oftentimes those successes 
because we all have them both. We all have those highs and lows. So maybe mm -hmm. if you can to the extent, if you want to share maybe an experience you've had with someone that you were working with that whether it wasn't the best of, of situations or again, and in the alternative, one of like, you're like, this is the reason why I really want to press forward with my business. Yeah. I think, I mean, I just started this online portion of my business and like my business, um, only a few months ago. So finding clients, um, that value the information that I am providing is hard. So that's probably been my uphill battle this whole time with starting a business and getting out there. I mean, we know that social media and everything is filled with information. So trying to get above that and show that my information is, you know, scientific and coming from with experience, um, successes. So I do, I mean, it's a very small little group, but I do have a Facebook community that I'm trying to like connect parents or new parents that have breastfeeding questions or um, like infant feeding questions in general. So starting solids, things like that. Um, and I started this group to provide a safe space for parents to talk openly and then also have someone that will give you scientific researchable advice um and i've had some really good like conversations in that group and i feel like even if they're small little differences and they haven't like converted to a full client the advice that i've been able to provide to some of these moms has been beneficial and some of it is even like okay that seems really concerning to me like you should go seek additional support and even a situation like that where a mom might not have thought it was a big deal and just hearing it from someone and getting that support those are my little wins right now is just the little bit of support that i can offer these families um, i think that's probably one of my biggest struggles is people ask me questions and i want to help them right away <laughs> because that's just like what i do and i really struggle with oh let me get you on a discovery call and start the whole, you know, becoming a client because I realize that these are issues that need to be handled right, right then and there. So I feel like I sometimes may give a little bit too much advice before a person is a client of mine, but I, I don't know. I struggle with that. I feel like I really need to help people. So it's a work in progress. <laughs> I think we all do it. We all do it. Like the amount of initial consultation phone calls that turn into hour long chats for me, it's outlandish. So it's okay. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, um, I feel that. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of that, right? Like what, who do you think uh, who may be listening to this episode, who qualifies or constitutes like a good person to work with you? Because I know you shared that there could be a lot of either misinformation or confusion, um, battling old narratives, but who in essence, if, if there is like an ideal client, mm -hmm. uh, who's like that kind of person that ought to be reaching out to you or refer to you? So I think ideally um, reaching out in pregnancy. I mean, once baby's here and issues come up, that's kind of the after effect. That's like, oh my gosh, I need help right now. 
Um, but having and forming a relationship with like a lactation consultant or a dietitian that specializes in infant feeding during pregnancy is ideal because not only during pregnancy can I provide them with information just generally about breastfeeding, about different formulas, about what to kind of prepare with like how often babies eat, their feeding cues, things like that. These are all super important things that you need to know during pregnancy. So day one, when that baby is here, you're kind of ready to go. And forming that relationship during pregnancy then also gives you that option to reach out to someone. You have someone that you know, you like, you trust, that you can reach out when those issues come up. So my ideal client would be like a first time mom who wants more information about feeding their infant. And during this whole COVID thing, I think a big thing that's missing is a lot of parents used to go into like breastfeeding classes at the hospital to get this support. Well, it's not there. They're not holding in-person classes. And I can offer them just like a one-to-one information and all of the same information that they would have gotten from one of those breastfeeding classes, but more one-to-one. So they, it's more personable and they can ask questions because we've all been in a big classroom and don't want to ask questions when there's other people around and I eliminate that for them. So that's what my ideal client would be. Pregnant, first-time parents or moms. <laughs> is, is there a question that that ideal client or that, that new expecting mom should be asking herself? Um, because I, I guess, is it that they have to, they would have made the decision to already decide that they would breastfeed or is it that they're not sure? Like, is, is there, I guess, is there a trigger for it? Let me frame it this way. Like I, I, as an attorney, I do a lot of bankruptcy work, right? So mm-hmm. the, like, usually of the trigger is I, I've got debt that I don't want on my credit report or like a house or something like that. Uh, is there, so with the, the clients that you're looking to work with, again, new expecting moms, like, is there a question that you think is generally floating in their head about, is this something I should be doing? Or I guess, why would, why would someone then reach out to a lactation consultant? Well, I think, I mean, the benefit of what I do is I don't do just, I mean, I am a lactation consultant, but I know the other information too. I'm super knowledgeable about formula because again, that whole mom guilt thing, I was so sad to hear from moms cry to me about breastfeeding not working and not knowing what formula would be best for their child. So I did a lot of research on that so I could provide them with that information. So really the first question is, as a new mom, when you find out you're pregnant, you have a million things going on. Like, how am I going to feed this baby? You know, how is the nursery going to look? All of these different things. So that first question is, how are you going to feed this baby? And the best way to answer that question is to know your options. So okay, let's chat about breastfeeding, the benefits of breastfeeding, which I feel like most people think that they know, but there's more out there than meets the eye. I feel like there's more benefits than you might know, but then I'm also going to provide you with all of the information about formula, because to me, it doesn't matter how you choose to feed your baby, as long as your baby is getting fed. And if that's formula or if that's breastfeeding, I'm here to support you no matter what you choose. So the initial question would be, 
how you want to feed your baby. Now, if you want just lactation support, if you decide that you want to breastfeed, so statistics show that most women decide how they want to feed their baby in the first trimester. So they're going to decide if they want to formula feed or breastfeed in that first trimester. And then, so if you decide you're going to form or breastfeed, again, you need to know how to do that. And that's your first question. And what you should reach out is what information do you need to make that breastfeeding experience successful and make it work for you? Especially if like you're a working parent, if you plan on going right back to work, you need to know how to juggle having a new baby and breastfeeding and returning back to work. So I think usually those, those questions all come up within that first trimester of you've already decided how you want to breastfeed or you just have no idea what you want to do if you want to do formula or breastfeeding and that's another place that I can come in to talk to you about both of your options and the benefits and downfalls of both. That's a fascinating statistic like what I mean this is mere speculation so I'm not going to hold you to it but why do you think that so many like those kinds of decisions are made so early in um in the pregnancy? I think first of all, when you go to your doctor right away, these are things that they're talking to you about right away. You know, they're talking to you about what you want to do and how you want to feed your baby and the plans for the future. Um, I think one of the reasons is because there are classes available if you are wanting to breastfeed or more so pre-COVID times. Um, and they want to make sure that you have an idea of how you want to feed your baby right away. So if you're choosing to breastfeed, then you can get involved in those classes. And along with that, like how you want to feed your baby really is preparation on your birthing plan. Because once, and that's something that they help you determine right away that first trimester, like what your goals are with the birth. And part of that is, okay, if you're choosing to breastfeed, then you want to do this thing called the magical hour um, with breastfeeding right after and your hospital staff and your nurses and OB need to know that right away so they know how to prepare for your labor and delivery. I think that's why it kind of gets determined right away in that first trimester. Now don't get me wrong, I am sure people change their minds a million times during pregnancy which way they want to go but Statistics show that their decision is typically made right away first trimester. I mean, it makes sense, right? It, like, logically, it makes sense, but I'm, I'm like, I'm curious. I, I would feel like it's pregnancy for a, an expecting mother, like, so volatile that for, for a decision that that of that magnitude, I guess, is that and that controlling so early, made so early. Yeah. I'm curious to know, like, how much it wavers and oscillates during. Mm -hmm. pregnancy That's like when you look at uh um like your first time ob appointment a lot of times they'll give you kind of like a i don't know like a survey or a questionnaire about asking you all these questions and one of those questions is often do you plan on formula feeding do you plan on breastfeeding and that first appointment with your doctor is should be in the first trimester if you know and that's a question that's on that questionnaire so you kind of have to make those choices right then and there but like i said they probably change but you that's, make that initial decision right away that's i mean because <laughs> i've like I, let me admit i've never been through that experience right i don't have <laughs> i don't have children um and so like to, to for doctors to be saying your first visit 
you need to know. So I, I, like it's not funny, but it's like like looking at it from from on the outside right now as you're sharing this. That's kind of wild, but they ask you like, do you want to use pain meds? What kind of pain meds? All this stuff right away and. Again, if you're in your first trimester and a brand new mom, this is like a lot of information, a lot of stuff to think about. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, let me ask you, I wanted to ask you this. Um, going back to your kin kinesiology degree, was it? Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about how that maybe how you incorporate that, whatever it is, right? Because like I'll admit, I, like undergrad for me, I, I wouldn't even, if I have kids in the future, I wouldn't even tell them to go to undergrad. It's like not, <laughs> neither here nor there at this point. But like there's, there's, you gain some knowledge in terms of a practice. Like, do, have you ever thought about how you incorporate that at all into the work that you do? If, if it, if at all it appears? I think with the niche that I picked, it doesn't, it's not really, they don't connect so much. Um, I think initially kinesiology, so exercise and fitness go hand in hand with diet and nutrition you you can't do you know if you people that want to lose weight or you know are doing like a different diets because they have health conditions the two go hand in hand you can't just change your diet and expect everything to switch and you can't just change your exercise habits and hope everything is going to switch so i think the two really go hand in hand and that's why i chose to move on to nutrition my niche Personally, not so much a big connection. Now, if I was focusing on like diet for a mom during pregnancy who also wants to, you know, maintain a healthy weight and wants to work on that, fitness would or my kinesiology background would tie in perfectly. Or a breastfeeding mom that also wants to, you know, maintain a healthy weight, maintain a healthy milk supply, but also wants to lose that pregnancy weight, fitness would play a role in that. Um, my niche is more focused on the infant feeding more so than the mom's diet. Not to say that if a mom, if I am working with a mom about lactation consulting and they have breastfeeding questions and then they're asking me what foods are beneficial to eat during like breastfeeding, I'd be more than happy to provide that information. It's just not where the focus is. So the kinesiology doesn't play too much in my niche. <laughs> That's that's fair enough. I, um, let me ask if if you'd be if you'd be willing to share, do you have any tips like let's call them quick tips for either so, uh, an expecting mom who's thinking about um, the question of breastfeeding uh, their infant, or in the alternative, someone who has made that decision has given birth, like tips with respect to actual breastfeeding. I think my first tip to an expecting parent, if they are choosing to breastfeed, is get have form a relationship with a lactation consultant. Um, not to say that has to be me, but I do it. But if that is, you know, your doctor's office, your clinic that is locally, make sure you know who there can help you and provide that support because you you're probably going to need it. I mean, it's not going to go perfect right away. Um, I think the other just kind of tip and choice that I think new moms need to know is it is okay if you decided you wanted to breastfeed, but be okay with the option of formula. Formula is just 
is a great option to feed your infant as well. And if things don't go as planned with breastfeeding because things happen and they may not, don't make, don't let yourself feel guilty because you're switching to formula. It's okay. Both ways to feed your infant is perfectly fine. The best way is that your baby's getting fed. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, I have, I have clients that come in and they are like, they are going to breastfeed their baby no matter what. And then baby comes and there's issues and now they just have this guilt and they, you know, there are situations where they're, they're so determined to breastfeed that their baby is hungry because breastfeeding isn't going okay. And it's, it's a bad situation, but they just need that support and let them know that it's okay. You can give your baby some formula. And I think they miss, sometimes they miss out on that because they were so determined to breastfeed. So I think as a new, as a new mom, you make your decision if you want to breastfeed or formula feed, but be okay with either option. I say the same with women that are like, nope, I'm going to formula feed. I don't even want to breastfeed. I just say, well, don't count it out completely. You might change your mind once baby's here. You know, once you have that baby and deliver and they're offering, like the nurses or the hospital is offering you to breastfeed and you're like, oh, well, maybe I should try it. I typically tell people, try it. If you don't like it, if it don't go, doesn't go well, at least you can say you tried it and gave it a shot and it just wasn't, wasn't for you and that's okay. So I think you just, you have to be open to either option and be okay with that. I guess that wasn't so much quick tip, but I'm really passionate about that and I feel like people really need to know that. <laughs> I can't hear you. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I was saying that as you were sharing that, like I, I understand that it's not a quick tip or so, but I can understand the, like the overwhelm emotionally and mentally with all the decision-making that has to happen. Uh, again, like maybe you make a decision and I can see how real quick, like it, the, how you can feel grief almost, grief and guilt if something is not working because it automatically becomes like, is it, is it me? I guess is, yeah. is what it seems like. Um, so that, that can be hugely problematic. So that's why like, I, I really recognize the value in a lactation consultant, someone there to support um, as, some, as a new expecting mom is going through this. Uh, I'd like to turn back to the business portion of it. And mm -hmm. just generally, like where, where would you like to see, where and how would you like to see your business grow, let's say in the next year, right? Not, not a 10 year plan, but like in the next year, Concretely, what does that look like? Well, I think my one of my biggest things that I want to accomplish is I want to create a course for women to take during pregnancy to prepare them for breastfeeding or um, infant feeding in general. So information about formulas as well, um, because I think that information is really good during pregnancy and then connecting that with having someone that you know, like, and trust already because you did my course and then having someone that you can reach out to when issues may occur later on. So in the next year, I would love to create a course um, that kind of encompasses everything with what to prepare with, with infant feeding and the first um, zero to three months because that's what you really should know and need to know during pregnancy. Um, 
And then my next goal <laughs> would be I want to create a course about how to introduce solids. So feeding your infant from six to nine months or six months to a year. I haven't really decided. Um, so creating those courses is a big goal of mine within the next year. And then just getting a handful of clients that I can work with um, consistent, consistently. Uh, I don't need, you know, I don't, I'm not expecting a whole lot of clients, but I would like a couple clients that I just work with throughout their pregnancy consistently each month. So that's really where my goal is right now. <laughs> no, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And actually very concrete. Um, I struggle with that. My goals always like rotate week to week and month to month. But that's really, Ellen, this, I, I really appreciate your generosity with your time, your insight. Um, this has been for me a fascinating conversation, not only because I don't like, I honestly don't know much about it. I haven't had any experience in terms of fatherhood. Um, but I just generally like hearing the things that, again, it's maybe a lot of misinformation, misguided information that exists out there. So I really appreciate you sharing much of that. Um, if, if someone did want to contact and connect with you, what, what's, what's a way that they can do that? So I am on Instagram at the dot infant dot feeding, uh, dot, no, just wait. <laughs> it's hard to do it with the dots. Uh, the infant feeding dietitian dots between each word. <laughs> Got it. All right. Um, or on Facebook, you can, I'm under Ellen Ellingsworth on my Facebook. I do have, a the infant feeding um, community is also a group that I offer on Facebook that is run by me. So there's a couple different ways. That's not a problem. I'll link those up in the show notes just in case anybody does uh, want to reach out directly to you. So again, Ellen Ellingsworth, thank you so much. Uh, registered dietitian and lactation consultant. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I like to spend the last, this la these last few moments and yield the floor to you. If you have any parting words for our audience, maybe it may be, it might be people who are a good fit to contact you, uh, mothers out there who are just listening to this, however you want to share, please share. So my biggest thing is if you are an expecting parent and expecting mother and you want to know more information about how to feed your infant, reach out. Um, don't hesitate to be afraid to reach out to someone that's a lactation consultant because you think that all they're going to do is push breastfeeding. That is not who I am. My true belief is feeding your infant is best. So don't feel shy to reach out if you need help just deciding if you should breastfeed or formula feed. Um, and then for those parents that, or those moms that are breastfeeding, that have any concerns, that want additional support, just how to feed their infant, how to breastfeed, also please reach out. The more support that you have, the better the experience is going to go. And again, I'm not going to guilt you into feeding either way. Whatever is best for you and your family is what I'm here to support you with. Awesome. I really appreciate that. Again, Ellen Ellingsworth, link up your contact information in the show notes. Again, thank you for your time and insight with respect to this. Thank you. And AR Nation, until next time, take care, be well. Bye for now. Hey there, AR Nation. Before we go, I wanted to remind you of the Super Affiliate Accelerator. Whether you're looking to get started with an online business or if you're struggling to see the traction you've been hoping for in your current online business, the Super Affiliate Accelerator can help you see the success that you want in your business and in your life. The Super Affiliate Accelerator is an all-in-one, high-ticket marketing community 
where you'll get access to proven training, weekly coaching and mentoring from seasoned and accomplished marketers who sold millions of dollars in products and services online, as well as access to a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. Right now, the SAA coaches are offering a free complimentary business strategy call. So if you're ready to build a strong and profitable online business and brand, take advantage of the complimentary business strategy call today and learn more about the Super Affiliate Accelerator by visiting richardkiston.com forward slash SAA.